The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. We are going to be talking about gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, assets that have stood the test of time. The website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. I'm joined today by Darren Long, Vice President of Sales, and we also have with us, very excited, Jerry Karaya. He is the manager of our e-store. He's going to be talking about some of our inventory that we have with the physical metals. And then we've got Paul Wiseman. He's going to be joining us a little later on. It's been uh, quite a wild ride this week, guys. We've definitely seen the prices of metals start to um, start to move up. And I do want to start with something that um, James Turk mentioned on King World News, because I think this is important in terms of what's happening in the market. I think a lot of people look at gold and silver right now. They don't see it skyrocketing. And as we know, gold and silver are the canary in the coal mine for how well the dollar's doing, how well the economy's doing. And if it can just stay in one place, then people look at it and say, everything's okay, no need to panic. And um, so this is what he, what he wrote, and then I'd like to get your comments on this, gen- gentlemen. He said, uh, James Turk, there is a real battle underway in the gold market. We can see it on the chart uh, for the August Com- COMEX gold chart. For seven days in a row, there was a concerted effort to keep gold under the downtrend line. Markets don't normally trade like that, so to me, it is an obvious price capping by central banks. It's obvious for another reason. It goes on to say that central banks were short 4 billion ounces of paper gold. Now, that's 4 billion ounces of gold that most likely doesn't exist, that regulators aren't checking to see if it exists, and that's how you keep the gold price suppressed for the time being. Um, Jerry, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thought is that these ETFs, the ratio between ETFs to the actual physical is is unattainable. There is no physical to back up the ETFs, the paper contracts, the all of the gold derivatives out there. The problem is without the physical, the charade's over. So like you said, Jeremy, it lasts for a very short period of time, and I believe we're at that point. Yeah, I think that if you can cap the price of gold for, for as long as you can, delay the inevitable, the fact is is if you're printing trillions of dollars or getting hands on, on all this counterfeit money, it's pretty easy. Paul's joining us just now. Um, it's pretty easy to spend all this paper money and pretend like there's this that there's a, an abundance of physical product out there. But at the end of the day, it's it's just paper. They call it synthetic supply. Darren, what do you make of what uh, of what uh, Turk was saying about gold being capped right now? Well, I think that the article's right. Uh, the major forces uh, of of physical buying and everything that's in our favor that's going to push prices higher are about to overpower the only people on the face of the earth who benefit from lower gold prices, which are central banks, so they can buy more. Uh, Gold always wins. It always has, as the article says. And if we go back to 2011, remind our listeners that the problem of having shorts and the talk of 
alleged price manipulation existed all the way up to $1,900 when the price of gold was a mere $650, $750 an ounce. And the same thing can be said in the silver market. These are the powers that be. We have to give way to them because they've always been there and they will continue to be. But even if the price of gold next week, which the article says, hits the 1750 range and we see a breakout from here up to uh, the, the highest price ever in the history of gold in paper U.S. dollar terms, uh, there will be a attempt on behalf of the systems around the world that need this to keep the price in check. But from time to time, clients like ours who are here for the long term, they benefit. And this is one of those periods in time, 16 years in this market, Jeremy, and the price of gold has averaged 10%. This year, the price of gold with this alleged manipulation is still up 14.5%. This is a fantastic market to be part of, even with the alleged idea that there is some type of manipulation going on. Yeah, we're just looking at patterns here, right? How is the stock market levitating, right? How is the price of gold um, being repressed in, in this in this case? There's so much more to talk about. Paul's just about to join us, so we'll get his thoughts on what's happening in the gold market. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We are talking about assets that stand the test of time. And you are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver We're joined with President of Guildhall Wealth, Paul Wiseman. And Paul, last segment, we were just talking about the fact that gold has been in a trading range recently, and we're waiting for it to break out of 1750 which actually today, as we tape the show on Friday, looked pretty good. Yeah, somebody's had their finger on the button keeping it down. Um, you can tell the paper trading where there's bid and ask. It's like the stock market. Um, you know, you're trying to sell a stock uh, or you don't want a stock to go up in price. You put low bids in and that keeps the price down because any small trade is not going to get filled. Right. Um, the actual price... If we hit a price of 1745, this market is going to just jump. It's all ready to go. Um, that's the the figure that it's got to hit. As we're taping this show on Friday afternoon, uh, silver is bid actually on the paper price, and I'm going by spot, not the physical price. Physical price is much much higher, but silver is at 1744.30, which is the ask. We're just 70 cents away from this market actually exploding. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, our e-store, when this show airs on Saturday, will be closed because we close Friday night, uh, because all the markets close Monday morning, the markets will open. I expect gold and silver to be up. Um, we have right now product to sell customers, though even though it's almost impossible, you can't find 100-ounce silver bars because the Royal Canadian Mint are not making any 100-ounce silver bars. And this was before uh, the virus hit. Um, but that they they had a shutdown, and they've been making, you know, some one ounce silver maples. They've been making one ounce gold maples, and all the other coins that they sell. Um, 
they haven't been making kilo gold bars. We haven't seen many one ounce gold bars through our wholesalers and we do with several different people. Um, nothing is available even though they're allocated huge amounts. We're allocated huge amounts. We're not getting the product. But we do have right now in stock one ounce Swiss Pamp Fortuna gold bars. We have a lot of product on that. We have a hundred ounce RCM, that's Royal Canadian Mint, 100 ounce silver bars. We have silver maples, 2020 silver maples. Just got those in. Just got them in yesterday. There's 500 in a box. They're a monster box. Uh, I recommend you buy tubes of 25 or you buy them in a monster box of 500 or larger amounts. But we do have these available for you to either you can pick up from us or we can deliver to you. Um, the same thing. In our registered accounts, which we always recommend people to buy, uh, whether it's a, an RRSP or a, a TFSA, I love TFSAs because they are tax-free investment, we were able to put gold into all of our TFAs and RSP, RRSPs, but 100-ounce silver bars have not been obtainable. We just can't get them, So, and they have to go into the account within 10 days of the purchase. So, therefore, we just... You know, our wholesalers uh, and our custodians won't put up a product that they can't put into your account within 10 days. Right, because ultimately, and here's the smell test, and this is our motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And so no one's going to make a promise if they can't fully deliver. So unfortunately, right now, 100-ounce bars are on the back burner. You can get your gold. You can get your silver outside of the RSPs and TFSAs. So... The fact is, is there is product coming into the market now, right, Jerry? It's refreshing to see that we're getting the product in, Jeremy. We are, uh, we have that reputation. People come to us because they know we're going to deliver the product. Yes, service is important. The quality of product is important. Delivery, pricing is important. But the most important thing is you, the investor, you want these products, silver and gold, in your hands. So give us a call. Through the e-store is the easiest way for you to fill up your shopping cart, track your price if you want to do that, place your orders. Pickups through this COVID, we are we are still at, at the office. You can come and pick up. That's the, probably the best. Because just considering things with shipping and buy whatnot, you may a, want to avoid. By appointment only. By appointment only. Wednesdays and Fridays work best. So give us a call and get get your silver. Yeah, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the site. Uh, Darren, before we go to break, what would you say to someone who seems very comfortable right now with everything that we're seeing, with all the money being printed, you know, everything that's happening, no one's looking outside of their own bubble, but what would you say to someone who just thinks, eh, everything's great, I I'll cling to my dollar, thank you very much, I don't need to cling to gold. What would you say to them? Well, we should come back and talk more about it because I tell you, there's a lot to say. We're going to see continuous extension of social services here in Canada, CERB extension being one of the largest ever announced in Canadian history. There's talk of a UBI or a universal benefit income to Canadians. One in five Canadian millennials are delaying their home mortgage payments. We're going to have $300 billion in deficit in Canada by the end of the year, which is beyond the numbers of the Great Depression. And the World Bank just announced that the Great Depression saw 82% of the world economies fall into that recession at the same time. They're predicting that this one is going to be 93% of the world's economies. 
So for me, it's as simple as saying, even if you haven't made the decision because you don't see the writing on the wall yet, it's still a very smart thing to do. Research what gold and silver can do for your portfolio, 10% per year average for both gold and silver over the last 15 years. And it's an exciting time to own it when you're thinking that these prices could turn tomorrow and be two, three, four times higher than they are right now. This is the moment to protect your wealth. Paul, what do you think? Well, absolutely. And the thing is, there's a reason, for example, uh, on silver, Royal Canadian Mint bars, whether a Sahi bars, um, PAMP, uh, Swiss silver bars, there's a premium right now. It's almost $6. Is that correct, Jerry? That's right. On 100-ounce bars, $6 premium. That, mean, that means there's no bars out there. And it tells you that the paper price is too low, and hence the suppression, which well, is wh- why we kicked off the show with that. Yeah, somebody's got a finger on the button and they're keeping the price down. They don't want the price to go up till they've filled up their vaults with product. Or until they just can't do it anymore. Well, no, mm-hmm. I, I still believe... Some of the refiners, uh, the fabricators, are making product, and I believe this product is going to institutions that never had the product. It's going to into their with, vaults, yeah. and once they get the product, you'll see it be jacked up because they don't want to see the price go to $50 silver right now if you don't have the product because a lot of people are going to be saying, I'd like to take delivery. Yeah, I think either way you look at it, I think there's going to be a transfer of wealth somewhere. It's either going to be from the poor and middle class up to the rich, or there's going to be an opportunity for it to come your way. And I think that the metals is certainly going to be one of the vehicles to do that. We'll talk about that. And as Darren always says, much, much more here on The Real Money Show, the website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver And you are listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth. We are discussing assets that have stood the test of time. Gold, silver, we'll get into some natural fancy colored diamonds a little later. The website is guildhallwealth.com. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver And uh, so far in the show today, guys, we have just been discussing what's going on in the markets, what we're seeing with the prices of precious metals, when they're going to take off. Lately, when I have had an opportunity to show people, and we put it out in the newsletter last week, the balance sheet of the Bank of Canada and the Fed balance sheet, one thing I've noticed is that if we thought 2008 was crazy, it looks like a molehill compared to the the amount of money that's being shoved into the system, counterfeit, no value, no one, no one, no no, no one did any work for this. They just create. They just imagined it out of out of thin air. Exactly. Well, I like I like to make a point about that if I can guys quickly. The, Please, Darren. The talk the talk right now is that we've seen this before. I in fact I spoke with a very very well renowned Weimar Germany real estate agent. Well, yeah, we well we've seen this before in Canada in terms of boom bust recessions. Um, these these data points being repeated time and time again. In particular, I spoke with a very well renowned a commercial and residential real estate agent this week, a colleague of mine, and 
he was uh, pointing out on Facebook in a big written thing, and he has his own radio show also, that this is just like any other time, that we're going to see plenty of opportunity and that this is just a repeat of what history has already proven will be a slump and then a better opportunity going forward. And I made the argument to him in writing back to him about all the argument, uh, all the points, the data points that you're just going to tell us about, Jeremy. In fact, that there is a huge argument to be made that this is not like any other time before that. In fact, this is the very first time in the history of Canada that we've experienced such a potential collapse uh, that, that we are maybe, maybe not going to be able to recover from anytime soon. Well, I don't think, you know, we're opening up in Markham, uh, restaurants, hairdressers, uh, other facilities. I mean, for a restaurant to open up and be on a patio and do 30 or 40% of their business, you can't survive flipping and trying to flip a table in 30 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever it is and put people in plastic boxes no. um, and stay in business. You're 100% right. It's, you know, pe people won't want to work if you're only going to be, you know, if you're a waiter, you know, you're only going to make 30% of your tips or, you know, how many how many people are you going to bring back to work? Um, it's going to be very, very difficult. Uh, retail stores, um, you're going to see a slew of bankruptcies in September. You know, people will always wait for July and August. Uh, there's no rush. 26% down in April. But... There's going to be still an awful lot of people unemployed. Uh, the U.S. Uh, claims yesterday, they expected 1.2 million or 1.3 million extra claims. It was 1.5 million, and the stock market uh, still think went up yesterday. It doesn't make it, any sense. Uh, it makes zero sense. It seems it seems to me that, that people are living in a bubble. They, they, they haven't gone out yet. They haven't really looked around. Um, I've done it. You know, I've noticed that retail stores, if they are open, they're making their hours smaller so that they don't have to pay out as much to their staff. They have less products on the shelf, I think. And then there's and then there's the, the retail apocalypse itself. Um, and at the end of the day, Jerry, I feel like because of all the money printing, because of the forced low interest rates in order to service the debt, the massive amounts of debt, which are just being compounded now, they're governments around the world central banks around the world they're not letting the economy get healed they're not letting it heal because you need interest rates you need a return mm -hmm. you need to get back to value what can people do well historically either you go into cash as many people are doing they're going into cash or you park your you, you park your assets you park in real assets like gold silver and natural fancy color diamonds so you have a choice here or play the stock market and, and try to run it up as much as possible and roll the dice. But going back to Darren's point, really the matter is about protecting your wealth. I read a, an IMF paper, the International Monetary Fund, wrote a paper about central banks, big banks, institutions, all warning about the looming recession. And I'm pretty certain we can all agree that there is something coming. Just looking, looking at retail sales, looking at the money printing, something is about to happen. And historically, the IMF writes is that you need about six basis points to cut if in, a, in a recession. And Canada right now is at what? What is our benchmark rate? One and a quarter? How can we cut six points? Right. Where do so you the go? question would be, do you hold your cash in the bank account while you're going negative? Or do you hold it into gold, which is, yes, 0% yield, but it's much better than negative percent yield with the potential to, to now go to 3,000 as Bank of America writes 
or even higher, as, as some proponents write. Well, I think uh, Darren has uh, uh, some information on where Goldman Sachs sees it going. And uh, let's get to that and also talk about, you know, understanding the risk reward there on the cost to get involved in a hard asset like precious metals versus protecting your wealth, right? So paying a little bit to protect your wealth. Let's get to that and much, much more here on The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver and you are listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website, guildhallwealth.com. Learn about holding physical precious metals in registered accounts, about acquiring physical precious metals directly, or using a vault storage to have your product allocated and segregated with access to your physical products. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. The website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver Paul, just before the break, Jerry was saying that uh, in terms of deciding whether or not to have cash, stick with the stock market, or own gold and silver, of course, he was mentioning that Bank of America sees gold going to 3000 which is actually a huge number for a major bank to be talking about. What do you uh, think? Not really. Okay. Uh, for the reason I'm looking at the stock market, I'm seeing stocks uh, that have gone up 150%, 200% since the beginning of the year, since COVID came out. Uh, some of the internet stocks have gone through the roof. Um, you know, we've seen Bitcoin, you know, go from zilch to almost $20,000. Um, and that's a product that's a vaporware that doesn't exist. It's not something that you can hold in your hand. It's not something that you can give to somebody physically. Well, you can you can you can put it onto a trezor, mm-hmm. and you can hold that in your hand. Well, the th- the thing is, you know, we know there's a shortage of gold and silver, the physical product. If the mint, for example, the Royal Mint is not producing hundred ounce bars. It's not producing as of silver, not producing. We haven't seen a 10-ounce bar from the mint in in four months, four or five months. Mm -hmm. Um, They're producing product that they make money on. They make money on a maple because there's a a bigger spread. You've got the maple leaf on the back and the queen on the front. And, you know, they can get away with a bigger spread. And it's it's easier to just, you know punch it down and make a coin. Right. But uh, or or the other coins they sell whether it's a polar bear or a wolf or the series like that, they make money to people that collect coins. Right, but at the same time, let's talk about this idea of a shortage for just a quick second. Because they're saying, "Oh, there's a shortage, there's a shortage." And at the same time, we're saying price is too low, price is too low, it's undervalued, the premiums are are massive. If the price went through the roof, there's no shortage. Right. If I if if I can take a hundred thousand dollars and buy one fifth of what I used to be able to buy, right? There's less of a shortage. So the shortage is also part of not just the fact that we need to produce it, but it is also a byproduct of the fact that the prices are clearly too low. Well, the miners that are mining silver obviously is a byproduct of copper zinc uh, mining and gold and gold copper zinc mining. 
there's not that many silver mines out there, and the mines that are out there is cost more to produce than the price of silver. So therefore, you know, who in their right mind is going to bring something out of the ground and lose money? Right. So it's not going to happen. Um, you know, we see the stock market going up. It's going up crazy. And I say every day, I don't understand how this can go. It's a casino right now. The casinos are closed in Las Vegas. They opened up their partials. So people are still gambling. They're gambling in the stock market. You've got millennials buying, you know, stocks like Hertz that are bankrupt. They're buying uh, cruise ship lines. I mean, I, I read today that one of the biggest cruise ship lines, I mean, they're already lost $4 billion and look like they want to sell some of their cruise ships to raise money. So how... It doesn't make any sense. Right. So in it's other a herd mentality. Yeah. Um, they're sheep. They're cattle. It's a herd mentality. You need to be in a hard asset. Gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. Gold and silver has been around for thousands of years. You know, you see ships that were sunk, Spanish ships. ships. Speaking of ships. You know, uh, from Holland, when, when, you know, Dutch ships in the, from the uh, Dutch West Indies Company and whatever it was, you know, those ships went down. They're still diving for th for the gold and silver that's in those ships. Right. During the war, ships were sent from England to Europe with pound notes to pay the armies. Those ships got sunk. You don't see anybody diving for paper money. Right. It's worthless. It's a fiat currency. Hard assets have been around for thousands of years. They will only stand up even firmer than they are when some of these currencies collapse, whether it's the EU, whether it's the sterling, or whether it's the dollar. Sooner or later, one of these currencies is going to go, and it's like the juggler with all the bulls in the air. Once one goes, they all go. Yeah, I, I also think that obviously because the stock market is doing well, um, which happened right after they passed the the bill for, for COVID and, and everyone got their checks and everything, and then all of a sudden the stock market went up. And I think it also gives a false sense of security that, oh, things are going to go back to normal. Everything will be normal again. And at the end of the day, it's when you look at how much money they're creating, it is not normal. Darren, when we get back, we need to find out what Goldman Sachs says, uh, where the price of the metals are headed. And uh, let's get that get to that right away. The website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. We are discussing assets that stand the test of time. And of course, we're looking at an incredible opportunity to be able to acquire physical precious metals at an unprecedented low in the market, even with the premiums. Meanwhile, there's been an unprecedented amount of counterfeit money that's been created out of thin air. Uh, who's going to pay for that is the, probably the biggest question out there. Unprecedented stock market rebounds uh, during an economy where, where everything is completely shut down. So I can't wait to see the figures of most of these companies, uh, except for ones where, like Netflix, if you've just been at home watching Netflix the whole time. But uh, we have hard assets we have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. We've talked about the fact that we've been 
getting physical product back into the market. So contact us. We've got the maples, right, Jerry? We've got the maple monster boxes. What else did we get? Kilo bars, silver kilo bars, gold kilos, 10-ounce bars of gold. Um, great to see the RCM product uh, coming around. Um, what else is there, Paul? We've Valpambi, got we've kilo got, bars. Yeah, we've got 100-ounce bars, RCM silver. I mean, we have product when nobody else has product. That's right. So, uh, again, um, you know, if you're looking to buy 50,000 ounces, uh, we won't give you 50,000 ounces. We'll ration you. But if you're looking for 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 ounces, we can fill your You can order. get it. We can fill your orders. It's the same thing on, you know, uh, silver maples, 2,020 silver maples. We have monster boxes. They're 500 in a box. There's 25 in a tube. It's not a bad idea to have a little bit of silver on hand. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to be like Germany in 1939 where a loaf of bread you needed a wheelbarrow to go and buy it. It certainly could be, though. But the way money is being printed right now, it's not being printed. It's a digital keystroke. You know, $3 trillion goes across somewhere uh, like nothing. And uh, Yeah, we had a client in today, Paul, and he was saying it took a couple hundred years to get to $2 trillion, mm-hmm. and they've, they've done that in two months, two months in the States. Darren... With all this money printing that's going on, where does Goldman Sachs see the price of gold headed? Well, each of the major banks are going to come out and say something about gold because it's trending higher and they they know that it's something they have to speak about because obviously it's a big part of the playbook for central banks around the world. And Goldman Sachs uh, this morning, we're taping on Friday, updated its 3, 6, and 12-month gold price forecast to 1800 1900 and 2000 uh, per troy ounce from 1600, 1650, and 1800. And they maintain that they are long, uh, gold in terms of their trading recommendations. Now, that in and of itself, not overly exciting. Uh, but when you compare it to 2011, in fact, at this point in 2010, rolling in to that end of year rally that we saw take place, the price of gold was actually trading at around 1100 when, in fact, Goldman Sachs made an estimate that prices were going to trend higher and called for year-end 2011 high of gold to be in the 1300 range. In fact, we all know, gentlemen, what happened in 2011, the price of gold actually went to $1,923 an ounce intraday high and averaged over 1600 for the year. So when you make uh, statements like this as a major bank, it is alluding to the fact that they have to give in and acknowledge that the setting, the stage, if you will, gentlemen, is perfect for this uh, big jump to happen. As you were saying, Paul, this could be multiple, multiple times higher. And their analysts attributed this recent indecision to um, the change in prices uh, on a conflict between the negative wealth shock to emerging markets and consumers and a, and a positive fear-driven investment demand in developed markets. Now, if you look across the board, CNBC in the same article also pointed out that HSBC senior precious metals analyst James Steele said the fundamental drivers of gold prices should be the low-yield environment, substantial fiscal and monetary stimulus, and the inflationary impact on asset prices. Who has noticed, gentlemen, as we have 
gone through this last three months that whatever's left, wherever you're shopping, has gone way up in price and nobody has said diddly squat about it. I have, and I'm doing the shopping. I'm picking it all up, doing it on the line. And uh, I can tell you right now that what we said a year ago, two years ago, three years ago about the inflationary environment that would ensue very quietly while they kept the numbers in check on paper is in fact happening right now. Another reason why you should have gold in your portfolio, silver in your portfolio, and natural fancy colored diamonds. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical product in your portfolio. Jerry, Darren's basically saying, look, Goldman Sachs, other banks, they're going to underestimate. They're going to be very conservative. They see gold going forward, but they're going to be conservative with their estimates. What does that say to you and your clients who are, are holding physical metal now and for those who are looking to get into the market? Well, obviously, the big banks are going to undercut the price. Um, uh, I, I feel that gold will overshoot the 2000 mark very easily, uh, but it's fairly simple. Uh, my, our message here at Guildhall is to sort of become your own central bank. There is a reason why gold is on the balance sheets of these central banks is for liquidity. And for my personal, my higher net worth clients, they care about one thing. They go, Jerry, at the end of it all, how quick can I get out of this and get back into whatever currency I need to? Well, gold is the most liquid asset class besides cash. And I would, and they and us would much prefer to hold gold versus cash considering where we're headed, considering the negative yield environment that we are seeing now, considering the money printing, considering history. Nothing is new under the sun, and there is an age-old age adage that says he or she who owns the gold makes the rules. And all this is providing us, and what this says is that you have options. When you have gold, you, you can make the rules, a.k.a. You can, uh, you can diversify or you can pivot after the dust settles. There's also one other thing that you can have besides gold and silver, and that's a natural fancy colored diamond. When we get back... Let's turn our attention to this hard asset that has had little to no volatility at all in the markets and have only gone up over the while well, they've had records over the last 40 years. They've only gone up and who knows what they did before that. Let's get turn our attention to natural fancy colored diamonds, bring it all together with a package and how it would all work at Guildhall. You're listening to The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth. The website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver and you are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. The website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver We are talking about assets that stand the test of time limited in quantities and therefore supportive of your wealth and protecting your wealth. And one of those things that we look at is natural fancy colored diamonds. Paul, I know that you spend an inordinate amount of time tracking down high quality natural fancy colored diamonds, saying no more often than you say yes. And one of the things that we specialize in is argyle pink diamonds and not just any argyle pink diamonds but argyle pink diamonds of really high clarity that we can get in the market and what's interesting darren 
is that uh, any listener to the show has noticed over the last decade, we've always been talking about the Argyle mine that produces 90% of the world's pinks is closing. And yes, it's going to close and it's going to be 2018. They stretched it to 2020. There's been more and more articles talking about how it is going to be closing. And now there's articles coming out that give you that real sense of impression that this thing is shutting down. It's not just something we're 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 kind of dangling a carrot with with our audience. Share with our listeners uh, a recent article that came out this week about Argyle. Well, in fact, the parent company Rio Tinto uh, has a very communal approach, and they're part of a movement which is not really popular in the mining industry to uh, rebirth the land that they use when they're mining these projects and right now the typical path that these companies take is just to uh to to replant trees to reorganize the land fill in the holes where they've been mining and then just leave it for there but in a unprecedented move what the parent company did rio tinto um was give the land in fact back to the indigenous peoples of Western Australia. And in fact, they've made the attempt now. It's in uh, as a um, requested change at the government level to give that product, that land back to uh, the people of Western Australia, the indigenous peoples of Western Australia. And again, that's another huge marker for us that this is coming to an end, that this is the end of days, that this is, uh, you know, we're only a, a couple of months away from hearing an announcement on the timeline for closure. And do I expect so it, that that'll, that'll be, you know, the end of days for Pink Diamonds? Not at all. I mean, it'll just mean that a huge chunk of them are gone forever. We'll never get them back and the supply will be gone. So while these prices are still here and on our site, you can get into them for thirty five to 45000 why not if you have the money? This is something that could be worth tenfold uh, the price you're paying today in a few short years based on what we know about these markets. And Paul, I know this week we had a great week for Pink Diamonds. Uh, congratulations to our new buyers. But there's so much more to offer on our site that people can go and look at. Yeah, with, I mean, the Argyle Diamonds will be extinct. I mean, they're giving back the land to the indigenous people, but they're not giving them any pink diamonds uh, that are worth worth something. The land basically is going to be worthless, but the pink diamonds that they took out are extremely rare and are worth a lot of money. And we're seeing, and I'm seeing, um, people that, dealers that have the quality Argyle diamonds are not putting them up for sale. They've pushed them to the back of the safe. They're waiting for the absolute close of that mine. And then we're going to see natural fancy colored diamonds from that Argyle mine. So they produced 90% of the world's pinks, yet it was only one-tenth of 1% of their total production. They produced a lot of diamonds which were um, given fancy names uh, to sell, like chocolate, champagne. Uh, what other one am I missing there? Cognac. Cognac, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were selling those diamonds uncut for $15 a carat before they decided they could polish them up and maybe get $100 a carat. They're not investment grade. Pink, Pinks are, yellows are, reds are, blues are. These are the diamonds you need to get your hands on. They're a long-term investment. They're going to protect your wealth. It's the best insurance policy you're ever going to own. Most people have a life insurance, car insurance, home insurance. 
but do you insure your wealth? And the two ways to insure your wealth is one, to own a natural fancy colored diamond. The other is to have at least 15% of gold and silver in your portfolio, just as that insurance policy. As you said, Goldman Sachs believes you know, gold is going to go to $3,000. Um, silver and gold, the ratio for the longest time was 32 to 1. I think we're about 100 to 1 right now. Um, and for me, if gold starts moving up rapidly, it's like Batman. Wherever Batman goes, so does Robin. And so this is what's going to happen. And, and actually, Paul, if, speaking of that, if the ratio, if gold goes to 3,000 and the ratio goes back to 80 to 1, that would put silver at $37.5 U.S., and if we went down to where we got to in 2011, which was 35 to 1, that would put silver at $85. And as we discussed already, usually when banks are saying gold's going to go here or there, it's usually a very conservative number. So, you know, if you like the idea of silver going from $20 an ounce acquired to $87, you can see where, where the money could be made. Um, one of the things we talked about last week, which I found amazing, is you compared two Argyle diamonds. One was under, one was around a quarter carat, and one was just over half a carat. And it just showed the difference in pricing and how, just how those small little changes could make a huge difference in the market. Yeah, we had, um, we were talking about a 0.28 fancy deep pink VVS1 emerald cut. So it was just under a third of a carat, and that stone is $56,000 US. We have a 0.55, which is just over a half a carat, fancy deep pink, again, VVS1, and that's 500,000 US. Now, that's a tender diamond. It's a little different. It's a one-of-a-kind. Uh, you know, the Argyle put out 30-odd diamonds a year, 50 diamonds, 60 diamonds a year, rather, uh, for the last 30 years. This is such a rare diamond but again the difference between 0.28 deep pink and a 0.55 which is double the size is 10 times the price yeah and also as a result of that you know in the in the stock market if you put in a thousand or fifty thousand if the stock goes up 10 percent you both make 10 percent right correct whereas in the natural fancy colored diamond market if you put in ten thousand your return is going to be less if you put in 500000 your return is going to be more if you're buying the right product, Well, obviously. Again, uh, from the Colored Diamond Research Foundation, the type of diamond, the Argyle, there's a tender diamond, the 0.55, that's the type of stone over the last 10 years has gone up 359%. Yeah. So 35% a year, not a bad return. You know, yeah. you want to buy something for uh, half a million dollars, it's not going to fit everybody's pocketbook. But... If you're invested and, you know, you've done pretty well in the stock market or you've done well in cryptocurrencies, or you did very well in marijuana stocks, this is the time to look and think a little bit outside the box because people can't get rapid round well, their head that something so small in the palm of their hand is worth a house. Yeah, but think about think about real estate for a moment here, right? Well, this is real estate in your pocket. Yes? Absolutely, Paul. And speaking of real estate in your pocket, I would encourage all of our listeners to get a hold of our guide on natural fancy colored diamonds because they would see that 
the diamonds have performed incredibly well from the early 2000s all the way past the Great Recession and beyond and seen that these diamonds are incredible for a portfolio in good times and bad. And you have to wonder if the real estate market is going to be booming the way it has over the last decade. There's so much information today. If you missed it, you can go on to YouTube and, and listen back on the show. You can also sign up for our newsletter by going to guildhallwealth.com. And if you're interested in acquiring some physical precious metals, do feel free to contact any one of us that you've been listening to today at one eight seven seven eight silver and we'd be happy to assist you. This has been The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.